Welcome to Studio Within Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm the founder of With Sarah Wellbeing Platform and a professional model. After a decade-long career working with incredible designers and clients in the fashion world's capitals, I turned into a passionate positive psychology practitioner. My experience has made it clear that happiness does not come from fame, money, and thousands of followers on Instagram. It comes from within. In this podcast, we will talk about what it means to be authentic. We'll share success moments and setback stories. We'll also discover how positive psychology tools can help you thrive. I'll share some practical steps so that you can put the signs of well-being into action in your life. Sometimes it's just me chatting with you like this, and at times I'll bring in guests who really inspire me, both from the worlds of high fashion and positive psychology. I hope that my show will leave you energized and inspired to own your own story, create the life you want to live, and have some fun while creating it. Let's get thriving, shall we? Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Studio Within podcast. I'm so happy to start the new year with this new podcast. It almost feels like, you know, we are finally closing the door for 2020 and opening the door for 2021. And my first step as I go through that door is this podcast. So I'm extremely excited to kick off my year with this Studio Within podcast. And it's for a very straightforward reason, in fact. I'm really not sure if there's anything in life that I love more than good and meaningful conversations. And you probably know what kind of conversation I'm talking about. You are fully connected with someone and you are just in the moment, present, and you talk about stuff that really matters. And the other aspect of that would be that it's a very non-judgmental space. So there's no right or wrong. There's no, you're right, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm wrong. There's that space of curiosity. And that's what I'm aiming with this podcast. So you'll definitely hear more than just my voice in this show. But since we're just getting to know each other, I wanted to dedicate this first episode just for some one-on-one time with you and me. So to kick off this year, this podcast and our relationship, I wanted to share a little bit more about what really brought me here today. I mean, high fashion and positive psychology, what's the link here? Um, I'll share this with you because I think this story is important because it really highlights the reasons for why I started my well-being platform with Sara. And I would say that to give you a little bit of teaser already, the big star of this show, of this um, of this, this story is inner glow. And I will cover that too. I'll cover and, and explain to you what inner glow means in the world of Witsara platform. And I'll also leave you with some practical tools, three mental strategies. This is a really tough word for a Finnish lady, by the way, strategy <laughs> that will help you boost your inner glow. So um, you will walk away today with some practical tools and also a bit of an understanding of what brought me here today. So you might know that I've been working in the fashion world for many years by now. Uh, actually, in fact, it's a little bit over 10 years and I have so enjoyed this work. I've enjoyed this work for many reasons. I think one of the biggest one is that I always loved um, creating 
performances at school. I loved creating um, experiences for people. And I feel like through modeling, I was able to do that, do that without language. So it's about posing. It's about bringing something alive that's just hanging on a rack otherwise. So creating that story, that space for people to dream and, and get inspired is what I loved always about my work as a model. But there's a couple of things that really bothered me since day one in this industry. One is that there's really no preparation or preventative way to deal with this mentally draining part of the industry. All of these rejections and pressure to be at your best like 24-7 and the uncertainty of the profession. I mean, you never know where you're going to be next week. You never know when the clients are going to be paid. Like you are a freelancer. Um, in fact, in America, you're an independent contractor. So you just never know when stuff is going to be paid for you, when you're going to work next time, where you're going to be next week. So um, it can be quite heavy for the mind to deal with that. And I think this all is really wrong because it starts from the fact that the fashion world is being portrayed as this glamorous world. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It's this world where models get flown by private jets while sipping champagne in a flight to Paris and we get free clothes from every job and models' life is just perfect because, well, models are pretty and famous and might even earn a good living. So when you are, when the media portrays the world this way, there's just no way to understand as an aspiring talent, as an aspiring model, how mentally draining this job can be. And I think that's the first issue, really, that we need some realistic ways of, of seeing this profession. Because honestly, if I had knew, known how much politics, how much, how, how much mentally um, draining stuff there is in this industry, in this trade, I would have considered twice if I go into this, this profession. I'll, I'll say that honestly, because I just didn't have an idea. I mean, there was no one telling me the realistic way of how things go. But that's for another podcast episode. But going back to this mentally draining part, personally speaking, to me, the biggest struggle was loneliness. As much as I enjoyed all this creativity and the show business and working with these extraordinary designers all over the world that I've had the privilege to work with, I was always really lonely, especially in the beginning. And it wasn't only the fact that I was traveling a lot alone, but also the fact that my best friends from home, from Finland, had taken a very different path than I had. Not very different in terms of the society, because it almost felt like I was removed from the system because I chose to do something different. And this really made me feel lonely in the beginning. And I feel like this loneliness was the trigger for my super, super loud inner critic. You know that voice inside of your head that says, I don't think you're good enough to do that, or I don't think you should be doing this, or you're such an idiot, why do you go and do something like that? So this voice inside of my head got really loud in the first place, all this self-doubt and worrying and not trusting myself at all. And the irony of it all was that at the same time I'm walking on these high fashion elites runways in Paris. So I knew that there was this double side of, of the life that I was living. I was, I was working in this, with these incredible designers and these clients, 
but at the same time, I felt not really good internally. And there was a point that I really knew I had to do something about it. I was living in New York and I had always dreamed of living in New York, but I constantly felt this emptiness. There was also something that happened in my personal life. And I feel like that was really the, that, um, that event that almost boosted that internal suffering a little bit more. But anyhow, I was generally happy and quite optimistic, but I just felt like I needed some control on where I was leading my life. Was I even leading it was the first question that I asked myself. Was I even leading it? I mean, there were all these people around me telling me where to go, what to do, what to wear, you know, managing my schedules, managing my life. And my question was, am I, am I even in control of my own life? So since I didn't feel like I was depressed, I decided, okay, I don't need a therapist, but I need a coach. I need someone who's going to help me figure out where can I go from here. And I hired myself a coach and these coaching sessions were invaluable because there I got so much more clarity on where I wanted to go next. And especially these two things became really clear to me. One, I wanted to help the future generation of models and talents coming into this industry, coming to fashion entertainment and to offer them this preventative support for this mentally draining part of the trade. That was one. And the second was, from a very personal perspective, I wanted to fill my own emptiness with something else, with something more meaningful that gave me more aliveness in my life. So fast forward a couple of months, I enrolled to study positive psychology, the science of well-being, happiness, and thriving. This step literally changed my life. Couple of months into this program in New York, and I knew I was where I belonged to be. Learning about the science of well-being enabled me to understand a little bit better why I was feeling empty. What I really loved about being a model and working as a model and what I didn't like about it. And it really opened my eyes to this holistic way of seeing myself and my own capabilities. And I could go on and on about this chapter of my life, but I'll just keep it short and sweet. We'll get, we'll get to positive psychology later in this, in this episodes for sure. But I want to highlight this part particularly because this chapter, this positive psychology chapter is really the reason why I record this podcast for you today. Why I became a coach, why I became a passionate positive psychology practitioner and why I want to share my experience and also the science with you through my Witsara Wellbeing platform and this podcast. So now the big question is, what changed? Like, what really changed? I mean, okay, yes, you learn about the science of well-being, we get it, but I mean, there must be more to it than that. In simply put, I had found my inner glow. And I'll start from where I wasn't finding my inner glow. I had been influenced by, by this by this world where everything, everything was surrounded by my exterior value. And the questions that, you know, you often get as a model is, okay, so what are, you know, what are your favorite skincare routines? What kind of makeup do you prefer? What do you do to stay skinny? Are you even eating anything? Do you get to keep all the clothes you wear at work? What are your favorite designers? And there's really nothing wrong with these questions, but 
there was a moment where I really thought that these questions, people were so curious about these questions and to ask me these questions that I thought, was this all that I had to offer? Was providing the world with styling tips and skincare routines the only thing that I could offer and people found interesting in me? And, you know, honestly, I love skincare. I love clothes. I mean, let's let's take a moment here. I'm not going to say that I, I hate all these things. I love it. I love beautiful designers. To me, this is um, you know, this is, this is, the, this is art for me, but it was only when I was in a classroom that these questions changed in a classroom for positive psychology, these questions were suddenly changed. And people ask me, Sarah, what energizes you? What needs to be prioritized if you want to live a good life? What can you do to boost your resilience? And cope better when things get tough. What's really important to you? And yeah, I know these are great questions, by the way. Um, But these questions were literally like light bulb moments to me. And these questions really changed the way I saw myself. Because they actually empowered me to look inside rather than just outside. They convinced me that I was more than just my profession. I was more than my exterior value. I was more than a model. The more I dive deeper into this world, the world of positive psychology and the science of well-being, the more I spent time understanding who I actually was, what were my interests, what were my strengths, what were my values, what I was passionate about. In this very safe, non-judgmental environment. I really want to emphasize this because this was a, everything was included. Everything was okay. We were people from all walks of life and everyone was there to learn, get curious about other people's stories. Well, the impact of this environment and this self-awareness exploration I realized that I wasn't only starting to feel better, but I also started doing better. What I mean by that, my performance was getting better. I started booking jobs that really look like me. I started doing things completely out of my comfort zone, like setting up with Zara and and talking about my mission out loud. Inner glow was the essence of my performance and my contentment. I had spent so many years in an industry that valued my exterior over my interior that I had lost what it meant to be me. And the me is the essence of inner glow, who you are, really. That's what inner glow to me is all about. So it became my mission to talk about inner glow and all the things internal, because I think we need these conversations. And I bet that you and me, we all suffer from these things at some point in our lives. Like we're hunting for the better job or more followers, more success, more this and more that. You know, constantly in this rat cycle where we want more success and we end up sacrificing things we probably don't even want to sacrifice. But we do it because we don't stop and ask these life-changing questions from ourselves. We don't take this time to stop and ask ourselves honest, hard questions that makes us realize that 
we are not doing things based on our values and what we believe is true. So this is in short the story that I wanted to share with you. And and now I just wanted to kind of wrap up what I mean really with this inner glow. And I want to kind of bring that element of, okay, what is inner glow? What is outer glow? So that we're really clear on what I mean by that. Inner glow to me is that feel good. I feel good internally. Outer glow is to do good. It's the performance piece. So I believe that if we are able to prioritize inner glow, we can also enjoy better performance, more outer glow too. And you know this saying that the inner beauty, inner beauty, true beauty is the inner beauty or, you know, however that goes. I think that that, that really has a big meaning here. So it's not so much about what makeup do we put on, but if we feel good and happy internally, we also glow from outside. The other part and piece about inner glow is that it's this really deep, authentic, grounded confidence within yourself. It's not superficial confidence, which to me is all about, I am confident because I have thousands of followers on Instagram, or because I got these compliments from other people, or because um, I got this job. And don't get me wrong here. I mean, I think we all deserve to be proud on our achievements and accomplishments. But there's a fine line I've experienced. There's a fine line where, you know, I might feel like that defines me and that's where where the confidence comes from. But if I start basing my confidence on outer things, it's, it's not very sustainable, is it? So inner glow is all about that me at my best, authentic, grounded confidence. And another part of that is, is really that internal strength. It's not just about, you know, who you are at your best and in your strengths and your values, but it's also that internal strength and this self-belief, which helps you to deal with difficulties and setbacks rejections, life in general. I mean, let's face it, we will all face struggles. So it's really that coping skills in inner glow. When you're able to glow inside, you know what you need to do. You have the toolbox in front of you or behind you, wherever you want to place it, uh, where you can actually take these tools and be like, okay, I got rejected. I didn't get the job that I really wanted. How do I deal with this? So it's those moments when inner glow skills can really help you because they build you up. They help you get back up when you face challenges. And I think the, the essence of, of inner glow for me is, I, I, this came with uh, when I was working with my own coach. Um, the essence of inner glow, it's who you are beyond your labels. So if we are able to look, I mean, imagine the world where we would be able to look each and every one of us beyond our labels. So I think this comes from a very personal experience because, you know, modeling, 
can be seen as a very superficial job and, you know, models are stupid because they're beautiful. And we as women, I think there's always this, if you're a beautiful woman, you can't be smart, right? <laughs> so we still have these stereotypes, um, which we have to fight with. And I think models are part of that, that group of women that really, really um, have to face these stereotypes often still. So to me, inner glow, it's it's that grounded confidence in who you are beyond your labels, trusting yourself beyond your job title, knowing who you are deeply. Your job doesn't define you. It's you who defines you. So inner glow is some of all the things that are right with you, with all the coping skills that you can bring into your mental well-being toolbox that will enable you to glow from inside. So why is inner glow important? I'm going to highlight to you two things. Success is the byproduct of well-being. This is a quote by late Dr. Akihinsa, the F1 doctor and coach, a Finnish, beautiful, inspirational Finnish guy who invented the circle of a better life model. He says... Success is the byproduct of well-being. So his philosophy is based on this discovery that sustainable high performance is built on a foundation of well-being. In other words, optimal performance is a byproduct of healthy and balanced life. So if we don't feel good, if we don't feel well, if our life is not balanced, there's no way we can perform at our best. So In his book, The Core, I will add it to the show notes, the book, so you can find it there easily as well. He describes how in in this philosophy, in his circle of a better life model, everything starts from the core. This was for me so inspiring when I was reading this book. He believes that the only way to start reaching towards higher levels of well-being is self-awareness. And that's why the core is very important. And it seems so obvious, doesn't it? But I tell you, when I was first reading this book and getting in myself into positive psychology, I was like, damn girl, you did not know yourself at all. So taking that time to really understand who we are is foundational for high performance. And the second thing that I want to highlight is that in positive psychology world, there are some similar findings Sonia Lumbierski and others have asked in their extensive meta-analysis the simple question, are happy people more likely to succeed? You can probably guess already what the answer is. Well, the answer is that happier people are more successful in nearly every domain of life. They not only live longer and suffer less from loneliness, but they also feel mentally healthier and are more successful. And I know the word happy has different opinions, but let's just face it, shall we? We all want to be happy. At least I want. I want to be happy. And to me, the whole point of, okay, I have to get successful in order to be happy. I just want to throw it out the window. And I just want to be like, hey, what makes me happy? And bring that element into my life so that I can then do better and go and and thrive in the world. So I could talk about this 
forever. We're going to, again, talk about positive psychology more in later episodes. But this is really the wrap up. Inner glow is so important for outer glow. In order for us to thrive, we need to prioritize inner glow. And that's the biggest message that I want to leave you with today. So you have a pretty good understanding by now what inner glow is and why it's important to prioritize if we want to thrive and do good things in our life. Um, But now you're like, okay, Zara, we get it, but can you just give us some tips and practicals and tools? Here we go. So here are my three I don't want to say favorite ones because, you know, I shouldn't have any favorites, but I guess these are the most important ones to me right now at this present moment. These three tools for you to boost your inner glow. These are mental strategies and these are actually, again, that word in Finnish, huh? <laughs> um, these are three strategies and these are three out of seven that I actually have put together for you and I will tell you more about that later but for now I want to share with you three ways that you can boost your inner glow right now. Number one, focus on the things you can control. Uncertainty is real. We probably all know that after 2020. Uncertainty is something we can't avoid but as human beings we don't like it. We want security, we want safety. Therefore, uncertainty is like no-go. So one of the best things that you can do is to shift your focus away from things you cannot control into things that you can control. And let me elaborate on that. We want to be in control of our lives, right? We crave for autonomy. That's one of the needs that we we have as human beings. We want to have the, you know, the map in hand and know what direction to go. But unfortunately, life is very different and we can't do that. So we could get and dwell on those things, right? We could be dwelling um, how horrible and terrible it is when we're facing uncertainty and we don't know what the outcome will be like. But how will that help you? How will that serve you? And that was the biggest thing for me when I realized that, okay, wait a second, I can actually, um, there are many things I can control. I really need to find those things right now. And I think one of the things that um, I guess, I don't want to say, I hate saying I'm naturally good at, but I think I can say that. And I think my friends can agree that um, I often it's very easy for me to find good things in situations. And that's one of the things which has helped me a lot in everywhere in life, not just in my career as a model, but also in my in my relationships and in my personal life. But that really is um, more helpful when we can really shift consciously our focus towards the things that we know we can control. And one of the things you can really control is your attitude you know, what do you find out in situations? Do you see situations as gifts or do you see them as threats or the way you treat others? I mean, it's completely up to you. Are you going to honk the horn while you drive a car or are you just going to take it in, recognize it's annoying and just move forward? So this is one of the best ones, um, in my opinion, daily life. Focus on the things that you can control. Find even the smallest pieces 
of your day where you can really feel like you've got the control, whether it's you can pick a book and you can decide which book you're going to read or you can decide what kind of meal you're going to make yourself and your family. It's about small things. It's not about, you know, whether you can change the direction where the planet is turning or, you know, things like this. So I think really it starts from really small things. So find today three things in your day that you know you have control over, even when we are living through a very uncertain times. The second strategy is this. Become aware of your inner critic and challenge it. Yes, we are back to that voice, that inner critic voice. It's like, I don't think you're good enough. I don't think you're such an idiot. Why are you such a loser? Da, 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 da. You know, the, the voice sounds very different to all of us. So um, become aware of that voice. I mean, it sounds a bit hazard first, I guess. I'm like, why should I be listening to that voice? Well, listening to that voice is very different to becoming aware of it. So recognize that there's a difference there. So the first thing I'll really invite you to do is to recognize that you have this voice inside of your head. And once you become aware of it, you could even give a name for it. You could label it. You know, I call my inner critics mosquitoes. You know, these mosquitoes, when you go to sleep, at least back home in Finland, we have them a lot in summertime, where it's like you, you just started to sleep well and oh, you're just like fresh sheets, beautiful ocean breeze, and you're just starting to sleep. And suddenly it's like, you know, so for me, my inner critics are like mosquitoes. So they come in, they are small, but they are loud. And I just want to sleep, basically. Um, so recognize it, label them um, and give them a name. And then most important thing is to challenge it. Is this thought really serving me? Is it really serving me that this voice, this mosquito voice inside me tells me that I'm an idiot? I don't think so. Your thoughts create your reality. I encourage you to really question the voices and the thoughts that your inner critic creates. Because I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be really honest. I'm just gonna say most of them are most likely not true. So for me, this labeling my inner critic um, and really challenging it has been a really fundamental way to boost my inner glow because it has allowed me to feel okay with that voice and then work with it. And strategy number three, know who you are at your best. This is my favorite piece. When people ask me what is the most effective or your most favorite part of positive psychology that you've added into your own life, I always say strengths because we don't really have language around our strengths. In fact, via Character Strengths Institute, they have found that most of the people do not have an active awareness of their strengths. I mean, think about it. We, most of us, we walk in our lives not having the understanding of who we are at our best. So this for me was a very key way to start boosting my inner glow. So what I'm going to invite you to do is to, if you can, you can close your eyes right now, or you can just, you know, reflect what you're hearing. But I would love you to either write or reflect on a time when you felt like you were at your best. It can be at work. It can be outside of work. It can be anywhere. 
What do you notice as you're reflecting on that time when you felt so energized and so alive in what you were doing? What was happening around you? So think about that moment and really start, start you know, not only it's a beautiful exercise to, to kind of get into that energy of who you are at your best, but to start drafting, okay, what might be some of the strengths at play in this moment, in this particular moment, this juicy, life-giving moment that was happening? What strengths might have been at play there? Play around with that and, and be gentle with yourself. It's okay if it's not easy because you know what? It's not easy. <laughs> we have that tendency to really dwell on the negative and you know stick with the negative and catch the negative. And so it's so much harder for us to talk about what we are good at. So be gentle with yourself there and bring some self-compassion into this exercise. But one more note that I want to say about this, know who you are at your best um, tip is that self-mastery is one of the most effective ways to boost your inner glow, in my opinion. In order for us to be able to feel like we're alive, um, we sometimes also have to do things that make us go out of our comfort zone, right? Um, and I think that's where the strength awareness can be such a powerful tool because we know we have some good stuff in you. You know you've got it. Um, but you might need a little gentle reminder, gentle push in order to go and really fulfill your full potential. So quick review, three tips to boost your inner glow. One, focus on the things you can control. Two, become aware of your inner critic and challenge it. And three, know who you are at your best. And finally, I have a little gift for you. I have a gift for you on my website, witsara.com. I have put together a free guidebook for seven mental strategies to boost your inner glow today. And these seven mental strategies are personally really, really dear to me. Um, they are summarized in a very um, easy way so that you can really get some practical tips on how you can boost your inner glow. Um, and you have already heard three of them. So there's four more waiting for you in that book. Actually, there are all seven in that book, guidebook. Um, but what I want to say here is that um, as you go and explore these mental strategies, if you choose to do that, by the way, that's also one thing that you have a control over, whether you're going to grab that guidebook or whether you won't uh, grab that guidebook. So it's your choice what you're going to do with that. But if you decide to do that, if you decide to go with sarah.com and grab that guidebook for you, I want to remind you of something. And this something is that when we talk about mental well-being, when we talk about inner glow, when we talk about anything to do with well-being, there are so many tools, there are so many different ways that you can really boost your mental well-being. And the thing is that not one size fits for all. So it's really important to keep that in mind as you go and explore this. There might be, you know, you might have heard all of the three ones that I just mentioned and you're like, well, I, I don't like, I don't see the point trying this. Fine. That's your decision. Um, but I'll invite you to, to go and get the guidebook and see whether the four other ones, there's something that uh, might be of interest to you. One thing is clear though, if you want to feel better, if you want to boost your well-being, your inner glow, this has to be actively done. And 
we can't boost our inner glow just staying passive. And that's why I think talking about this is a first step, but then really putting these things into action is what makes the real difference. And we have come at the final step of the first episode of Studio Within. I feel, I don't know what I feel. I feel optimistic. I feel excited. I think I feel like really excited right now. Um, I wonder how you're feeling right now as we are coming to the end of this first episode. I would love to hear from you, your feedback as well, what you would love to hear more of. Is there anything that you are craving to know more or you want to, you know, um, spend talking about? Um, please send me, send me messages. I'm always reading them through. Thank you so much for listening and joining me for this first episode. Um, I think the last point that I want to say to you and send you off with is that never forget that life is more about the feeling than about the looks. There's so much stuff inside of us. And when we turn focus sometimes inwards, we might find beautiful things. Thank you for joining me today in Studio Within. Head over to witsar.com slash podcast for all the show notes from today's episode. You can also find more information about me and what I do on witsar.com. It means the world to me that you've taken your precious time today and listened to this episode of Studio Within. So, how about we make most out of this? My question to you is, how can you turn an insight you had from today's episode into an action that you can put right into practice in your life today?